it, it records both of your files locally. Okay. And then it so splices like them together for you. Yeah, but it does it does what two it does what us going three, two, one click does. Interesting. Yeah, so we could add I that. so you're telling me that the robots are taking our jobs. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. I'm so glad that we finally figured out a amicable recording situation. Me too. I think the, I think this is going to be best for the kids. I think that they're gonna. Um, I mean, hey, who doesn't want two Christmases, right? I was going for the thank goodness we moved from Wednesday to Thursday route, and you went the thank goodness we're getting a divorce route. <laughs> and I don't know, I don't know why you picked that particular. Listen, I'm still messed Path. up from the marriage story episode, okay? I think about it still. all the time. I go, why did Kylo Ren just – no, I didn't Kylo Ren just learn how to compromise, okay? You'd think with all that Kylo had been through, with all that Black Widow had been through, they would have found a way to make it work. But no, without Hawkeye there, she's useless. <laughs> she's just useless. I think I think now that Rise of Skywalker has been out long enough for spoilers to be okay, I think um, – I think that the real tumultuousness in the relationship was when um, it was revealed that Adam Driver on a distant planet kissed uh, Daisy Ridley. Yeah, I think that's a crime. She's like, you cheated on me with a different uh, with a different positive female role model. Who? Daisy His Ridley. Mom? No, oh. wait, what? Oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking like in terms of the Star Wars universe, Daisy Ridley was mad for getting advice for Kylo getting advice from his mother. But no. you were talking about Scarlett Johansson being upset yeah, at I'm Kylo Ren for Scarlett kissing. Scarlett Johansson is mad. Because, Black Widow is mad because Kylo Ren kissed another positive female action hero. I see. I see yes. now. I see yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm mad at all of them. <laughs> I'm mad at all of them for Just making okay movies. Can I tell you, speaking of things that are okay, can I tell you uh, about what we did a couple nights ago? Yes, Absolutely. Okay, you're gonna love this. Is this the thing you wanted to tell me yesterday, but wanted to yeah. save for the podcast? Oh, I'm so yeah, yeah, I was yeah, so yeah, hoping yeah, you yeah. didn't forget. Yay! No, I would never forget this. <laughs> so, at Tulsa, they do Welcome Back Week events. That's fun. And the first big event uh, that everybody kind of went to was a Top Chef competition. Gotcha. And so, I don't know if you know anything about Top Chef, but here's kind of the rules: is that there's a whole table full of ingredients, and <laughs> You got to get the greeds and we had to do a, and there were, there were appliances. And so you had to answer a trivia question, whoever got it right or like closest to being right gets their pick of the appliance. Uh huh. And then you get to, everybody goes around and picks one ingredient and you get three ingredients that you have to use in your dish. And then the rest of the ingredients on the table are free for all. Yeah. Okay. So I've that's done the, that, the, I've done this before and we did this for like RA training every year. Uh -huh. for spring and it was always tough because they would use like ridiculously non-related ingredients and i'm like look you can't do that i am not a professional chef i know how to make three <laughs> things and two of them are tacos <laughs> you can't give me clams and uh and jello and be like, get be like at it. yeah make clam jello you you're supposed to be a chef what are you I'm like no i'm supposed jump. to be an ra um <laughs> two two bread pieces between my head what are you <laughs> i'm an idiot sandwich, sandwich. <laughs> so i was i all we wanted to do, like we, there were a couple of different things. You could have gotten a crock pot. There was a griddle. There was a toaster, but we wanted the blender. <laughs> you're gonna make a well balanced meal with a blender. Well, well balanced meal with a blender. Uh, you're, it's, it's perfect for grandma. The whole great family. for great for everyone. And so, the we were worried that other people were going to want the blender, which was kind of misguided because other <laughs> because people no wanted to make real dishes, and <laughs> we didn't. <laughs> And so we, the question was when our priest was ordained. And so we, this is confession time. We looked it up on our phone under the table oh, and no. <laughs> yeah, cause we really needed the blender. And so we put it a day earlier. <laughs> we didn't put it right on, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, it was probably in May. It was five years ago. We knew that. So it's yeah, May 30th. You know, that's one day off. Yeah, Cause and, looking at, looking it up would be a dead giveaway. Be like it was May 31st. Yeah, 31st. Yeah. They would know. They would know. So we got it right. We were the closest clearly. So we got the blender and we were holding, hoisting the blender up in the air and going, hey, 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 hey. And everyone's like, we did, nobody else wanted the blender. <laughs> <laughs> I said, 
what so a we perfect, get our that, like, we get our we get our three we get our three ingredients exactly what you deserve <laughs> our first ingredient that we selected was hot dogs <laughs> the second ingredient that we selected was cheese cubes no that makes sense yeah that goes and the third that. ingredient that we selected was vanilla pudding and those were I the want, three that we had I want to use. None of this. Oh, okay. Okay. So we put all three of those things in the blender, blended it up. We got a nice base mix going. <laughs> what next, color was it? <laughs> it was it was kind of yellow. Uh, <laughs> next, we put in some mustard, you know, to go with the hot dog. <laughs> but none of the other things. Then we added. So then we needed something for the cheese, and so we put uh, a whole can of beans in <laughs> into the blender. <laughs> And then we were like, "Was this right, like an need... ironic run? Was this like a was this like oh, a, this a was, meme? This was such a meme. Are you? Oh, yeah, okay. like not right. even. We were not trying to make a good. Di- <laughs> we blended in raw hot dogs and beans without cooking them. Hot dogs aren't course. raw. They, well, they're they're fully cooked, but they're cold, and so <laughs> perfect. So we put the, we blended the beans in. We were going to blend in some pea soup, but we found out that the expiration date was 2015. And when we tried to pour it out of the can, it was like candle wax. That's old enough for a hot take time machine. <laughs> it had solidified. I know. It had solidified, so we didn't get to put the pea soup in, which we were really excited about. So we put in some yeah. pumpkin pie mix. Um, so we have mustard, beans, pumpkin pie mix, hot dogs, cheese cubes, uh, vanilla pudding, and then we stirred in some Cheez-Its. And I think that was everything that we put in. I might be missing something. But then we poured it out into a bowl. We flambéed a cheese it with a lighter, put oh it in the middle gosh. for kind of That's like a beautiful. And then we did cheese whiz on the side, and get, got two beef jerky sticks for dipping. <laughs> and we presented no, it, was a, it. It was a dip. It was a dip. So we presented it to the judges, and it was very orange. And so we called it the orange mystique. <laughs> and once father ate it, he called it the orange mistake, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> it's, like the, it's is, like the orange compliment to the X-Men character, Mystique. They they judged on uh, – that's very funny. Thank they you. judged on uh, taste, appearance, and creativity. <laughs> but you guys blew it out of the water on creativity. <laughs> we got five points on creativity. We did get five points on appearance. We got two points on taste from pretty, – one or two points pretty, from pretty much everybody. Um but the, we got we got second place. No. <laughs> people other people were like making real dishes, like trying You're to make pizza, me. trying to make salad, like trying to make quesadillas. We got the highest scoring team got 43 points. We got 40. You're joking. We just took random things and blended them together and we almost won. This just shows you this is, this shows exactly what I've been telling people about high school. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. If you, just throw, if you just throw stuff in a blender, if you just throw your stuff in a blender and you don't try, don't try. And don't try. But as long as you present it well. As long as you present it well, you're gonna at least get a B. That's all I'm saying. You're not you might not you might not get summa cum loud. You certainly won't be able to Google it, but you'll you'll get summa cum loud. But you you'll definitely pass with a B. I love it when safe search is on, but the, <laughs> it was great. I think it all goes a testament to the power of the orange mystique, a testament to oh the power of acting like an absolute goon at and uh, still winning and still winning. That's, that's a win it, in my book. The, per- the people huge, who got first place, that's the thing is you, you almost it, lost you to the it, orange you mystique. Away. You take it away from the people yes. who won. You're like, yeah, I didn't even try and I got second place. I used to Boom. do that crap all the time in high school. Like oh, really? take pride in I'm not sure trying and still You were a ton of fun done. at parties. Oh, it was so fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's my story. That's so good. I just thought you would enjoy that it. little slice of that. I – these poor people, <laughs> that makes the victory over the blender. The blender really was the key. It really – yeah. All these the blender, doubters looking have done at it. you going – all these doubters looking at you going, who needs a blender, and then you pull it away. What were their prizes? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I, I hear this from youth ministers all the time. They're always like, oh, you, like, here's some good ideas for prizes for games. I have like done prizes for games once and it didn't add anything. These kids will go to each other's throats for Just no for, reason for bragging rights. Just for bragging rights. But if you say bragging rights, they won't. If you just tell them, hey, here's the game. You're fighting against each other. They'll just yes. go at it. It's so They'll go good. nuts. Yeah. They'll just go nuts. I'm assuming college kids are the same way because they're just people. They're, they're, yeah, they're just high schoolers that can vote. Um, that's <laughs> the only difference. 
uh, yeah, it was great. We uh, we carried on the theme. <laughs> this is you really appreciate this one. <laughs> so we carried on the theme of the welcome week, and and we did. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if I want to expose myself like this, but you know, we've already we're already deep. Uh, this is the the power the week of the orange. We're already one, we're already two beef jerky sticks deep in the mystique. <laughs> <laughs> um. So last night after mass, they did extreme hot chocolate, which for everyone under the age of twenty one meant just putting on like whipped cream and you know yeah. alt, putting candy in. For everyone else, it's stuff. like it's like let's put fireball in it and then yeah, put, well like, they got some sauce. some kind of rum like I don't know what it was. I didn't look at it. Somebody just poured it for me. A generous portion, mind you, <laughs> and I was just Let's drinking it casually. Shots. And <laughs> remember when we took shots? Um, I was just I drinking jumped. it casually, and I I was about halfway finished with my cup, and it must have been more than I thought it was, because I was just having fun and I was laughing, and like I didn't really notice that I had been drinking, and I was not drunk to be clear. This was one glass of uh, Luke made a hot good chocolate. Luke made a good uh, distinction on the on catching foxes. He t- th- yeah. okay, correctly speaking, move over. We're talking about catching foxes now. Yeah, sit down. Um, he made a he made a distinction between real real drunk and Steubenville drunk. Steubenville drunk. <laughs> yeah, he, he was like funny. he goes he goes yeah I was drunk and Gomer was like you weren't drunk. He's like yeah, I was Steubenville, Steubenville drunk. drunk. Like, it was <laughs> I definitely wasn't drunk. I had a, I had less than one drink, but I Fair. must have not eaten anything or whatever. So it doesn't matter. We're sitting down. We're talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, but I was making fun of my team director because she has small hands. And like, it felt like that, (laughs) that evening she had mentioned her small hands like 20 times. And I was just kind of like, not annoyed, but I was like, you've been mentioning your hands a lot of times. And she um, just get hand implants. Yeah, and then she she speaks get hand implants. You're just like, yeah, sure. That's obviously what <laughs> <Sorry>. you do. <laughs> obviously not listening to me. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm like trying to tell a story, and you're like I'm trying sorry. to give Jew jokes. That's what the I podcast is. I know, but I can't do both at once. The jokes. <laughs> so I think the best part about our show is that when either of us are telling a story, the other one is making jokes, and they're not for you. They're for the audience member listening to us ignore each other's jokes while we try to tell a story. We Statler and Waldorf each other. I don't know what that means. That's from the Muppets. Oh. It's the old boys from the Muppets. The old guys that are yelling. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go so on. Tori is Tori's Hispanic and she is she must have been speaking Spanish or I was trying to imitate her speaking Spanish. Oh jeez. Oh, tread lightly. <laughs> I, I really will it's okay because I end up looking like an idiot either way in this Perfect. story. Perfect. <laughs> Beautiful. <clears throat> and I don't know what how it came up, but I was trying to say my hands are so small. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said. Did you say? I said, Miss Pelotas es muy pequeño. <laughs> what is Pelotas? Balls. <laughs> I forgot the word manos. And so I just just chose a word and it ended up being the wrong word. And everyone. <laughs> blasted me for the rest of the night. <laughs> it was my how first time drinking. Money, how much money do I have to give you to make that the title of the episode? Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll talk figures after the show. Oh my gosh. Well yeah, apparently you were talking figures last night. Jeez. I know. <laughs> and it, the best part was is you can't see this Don't if you're listening, this. but I was Don't holding my hands like this. Trying to indicate, like, talking about my hands, but it looked like I was cupping. I was doing a cupping motion, which is not oh, we what all I was know. intending. We all know what you're doing with your hands. All right, <laughs> it's time for us to take a break. I need to go take, take a lap. <laughs> uh, I can't uh, laugh this much on the podcast. Oh, uh, Jamie, pull that up. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it reminds me of one time Nick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> me and Phoebe were sitting on the couch. Nick got up to use the bathroom. He goes, oh, I got to go use the basura, which means trash can. Trash can. <laughs> and so I said that in front of Phoebe's mom when I was home for break. And she was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. You going to be all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Thanks that's for letting just... me unload a couple stories on you in our uh, opening segment here. Yeah. Oof. Okay, so speaking of opening segments, I'm just kidding. Um, Is this last when you? Week, okay. Was was it last week or the week before where we told Brandon Acampo to draw pictures of us? 
Uh, I couldn't. I don't remember. It. Anyway, so Brandon Acampo at Captain Vatican, fan of the show, friend of the podcast, um, <laughs> person, person, otherwise a person named Brandon. Um, he he DM'd the Crunch account, and I told him I would tell you this. So I'm going to tell it on the podcast. He was oh, like, thanks. "I'd be totally down to like draw stuff." And I was oh. like, I don't know if we need a logo yes, redesign do, right now, but this. I thought about this while I was driving here to do the show. Oh, no. I was like, what I would want. Oh, no. Oh, no. I lost Ethan. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Oh, thank God. Oh, no. Oh. Whew. Could have oh. been bad. Flashback to 2017. I know. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I would love nothing more than a, than a, than a cartoon of us in a hot tub. Uh-huh eating cereal a mechanic like a like a futuristic hot tub like the hot t- like hot tub time machine i want like us in a hot take time machine yes are we in this artistic rendition are we wearing shirts absolutely not okay great <laughs> it's a hot tub though hey brandon how about you draw us shirtless <laughs> it's cartoon shirtless doesn't count cartoon shirtless is almost worse than real shirtless fine we can be wearing we could be wearing bro tanks uh it's safe for the little ears. I think there's a you just video about, that we can watch just, to figure out what we can and can't wear in this. Uh, you just said the word balls in Spanish, and you're worried about us being shirtless. All right, that's fair. Just if cartoon <laughs> shirtless, cartoon shirtless without nipples. Final offer. Yeah, fine. All right, deal. At, at the very mo- at the very least, at the very most, little dots. Little dots. I mean, we little don't because nope, we don't look be, like Kyle XY. Around. You can't be drawing areolas on there. Um, I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> Is that where they go? Is that's what they're called, that's, right? I don't. You isn't know what? I don't the, want to make fun of you because I'm not sure. <laughs> isn't the areola the skin around the nipple? Uh huh. <laughs> I just got safe searched. A small circular oh, yeah, area, it is. It is, in particular, yeah. the ring of pigmented. Yeah. So get out of here! Don't even tell I'm me what sorry. I don't know. Gosh. Okay, no more about the human body. That's enough. For <laughs> That's enough about the human body on this podcast. Oh, oh my boy. Gosh. Oh. Dang. You going to be okay? okay. Need, are we are you good? We're done? We so so Brandon and anyone else who draws things cuz here's here's my here's my <laughs> thing. I wanted I forgot to do this at SLS, but I wanted to like have pictures of us taken so we could put them on the Crunch Twitter. Mm. Um yeah, we didn't really do that. And, like, use them, but we didn't. The only pictures that we have of us are us screaming the Summa Tweetalogica at the top of our or list. Or us with priests. Or us with priests, yeah. yeah. And we are not priests. No. Um, so if someone wants to draw us, <laughs> <laughs> please do. I would love some fan art. And then, I don't know, if you want to, like, if you want to draw some fan art and then we can work out, a, a, uh, what's it called? Whoa, we can work deal? out commission. We can sell Payment? it. We can money. We can work out a commission so that we can sell merch with cartoon stickers of us. This will be who really wouldn't want to put who wouldn't want to put pictures of our faces on their laptop that say here's the what we'll do. Boys. I have an idea. Yeah. So this podcast is uh, uh, <clears throat> an LLC, right? No, it's not. But go on. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what I mean. Um, well, maybe not. So we here's what we can do. We can start a nonprofit company. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh, have, uh-huh. <laughs> you could have maybe a for-profit <laughs> company. We'll set up we we'll get, set up the crunch as a for oh, here's what we'll do. The crunch we'll, is non-profit. We'll start a watch company. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not gonna we cannot We're name gonna any buy names. Up, no, wait, here's what we do. We set up the crunch as a for as a as a non-for-profit. Okay. And then you and I separately start a real estate holding company that <laughs> buys a building that then charges the crunch rent. Uh-huh. Instead of just donating the building. And then we ask 75% of American churches to give to the Crunch Podcast. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Here's a better idea. Let's start writing okay. books and then start a publishing company that cuts a deal with our nonprofit that writes the books that they won't start publishing the books so the nonprofit has to buy books from us so that we make all the nonprofit's money, both of which we have a controlling interest in. And then it all comes straight back to us, right? Yeah, exactly. And we okay, can't, and nobody can do anything about it because it's perfectly legal, but it's mm-hmm. also highly unethical and not very Christian. Man. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. Man. This is all purely hypothetical, right? What we should do is should have a completely non-suable <laughs> conversation about a famous <laughs> Catholic speaker. <laughs> no lawsuits here. Do you think I should this. Can I keep that in? Well, can we get Absolutely. Sued? You can, no, we can't get sued. All right, cool. I don't know if anybody would listen to that and sue us, but you never know. Oh, here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. 
all of the information that I have, un- have, I understand, have come from a specific article that I read on an organization. I have not developed, I have not found these facts on my own. This is all a third party. Yes, we're just repeating came up them. with this. Yeah, we're just repeating it. I'm not slandering anyone. If any, the, if the any link is actually are, yeah. in the bio. The link is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can link to an article. Catching foxes did it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we should link to catching foxes linking to that article. We should link to catching foxes episode where they talk about how they link to that article. <laughs> but yeah, so I think legally, I think legally, we can't slander someone, which means that if we spread a lie about a public figure, well, you can spread lies about public figures. Well, none of what time. we said is a lie. So we've not even said anything about anybody. We've just said, in theory, oh, yeah, these are all money, hypothetical situations. But yeah, you can as, still get sued for doing stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> this, that concludes uh, Dr. Pat's lawyer corner. <laughs> this, inclu- this concludes Dr. Patrick's legal advice corner yes. with, the, with the disclaimer that nothing that I said here can be actually considered legal advice. Speaking of things that we're legally bound to, uh, <laughs> Meat Island Thursday is a. Uh, oh wait, yeah, 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 yeah. So last thing before hot take time machine. Okay, can you um, t- can you say what it is? Because I I don't have a script in front of me. Yeah, our good buddy Joey Simcoe, um, <clears throat> sponsor of the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Meat Island Thursday. www.meatislandthursday.com. If you're in the DC metro area and you want to eat some meat on Thursday in between Ash Wednesday and the first Friday of Lent. Go on over to MeatIslandThursday.com and check out some of the testimonials over there. People's lives have been changed by Meat Island Thursday. When they realize that they can chow down on a burger in between Ash Wednesday and the first Friday of Lent, it changes lives. Lives changes hearts, hearts and minds. Uh, Shock and awe. Uh, So we have done this ad spot, and I did not email Joey back, but he will probably hear it on the podcast. He'll hear it, and he'll be like, oh, thank goodness that they finally did it after not doing it. Yes. So we're so back, you, baby. <laughs> Meet, Meet Island Thursday's back. <laughs> Meet Island Thursday is back. I, I'm pretty sure, I'm 98% sure that we said Meet Island Thursday, and that's why they called it that. But I'm 100% sure they saw it on Twitter first, or you saw it on Twitter, then you said it on the show, then they took it from us. This is how copyright happens. That's fair. This is how it happens. Anyway, patreon.com slash the crunch. Let's go I'll back to a time machine. when copyright didn't exist. 2015. Welcome to the Hot Take Time Machine, uh, the segment of the show where we talk about the posts from before. And if you have a post, <laughs> I don't have it memorized like you do. <laughs> If you have a post Welcome from- to the Hot Take Time Machine, <laughs> Gosh, the part of the show where we take a look back at the prime of our social media posting lives. If you have a hot take five years or older, email it to info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, do you have a hot take for us? <laughs> I, I tried so hard to do it, and then I I am an it. actor. I have I, done... <laughs> I don't have any, uh, uh, what do you call it? Chops. Yes. <laughs> no chops on I this. I got the chops. No chops on this, Suey. Um... <clears throat> Here's a tweet that I found. This is from February 1st, 2015. It's from at Ropostle. Uh-huh. Focused more on getting to Mass at 4.30 and doing my homework than the Super Bowl. I plan on worshiping Jesus tonight, not consumerism. Oh, this is classic 2015. This is classic 2017, Ethan. Two retweets, eight likes. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, Ouch. Two of those people are still... No, so multiple of those people are still following me. Thank you for sticking through. Yeah. Um yeah, this is this is not great because um nobody cares, Ethan. I everybody knows that I don't love football, but at the same time <laughs> You love football. Bragging that I am going to mass and also doing my homework on a Sunday night just means that I didn't do my homework on Saturday or on <laughs> Friday. <laughs> That's why I had so, to stop having youth group stuff on Sunday nights because Yeah. Everyone was doing homework. Right. It's like, look at me. I put off my homework till Sunday night. Who's the real consumerist? And went to uh, mass at 4.30, which means you slept in. Too. I slept in because I was probably up late watching movies or TV or playing video games. Like, what? who do you think you are, Ethan, <laughs> <laughs> from 2015? Uh, it's ridiculous. But I also think that, like, the attack of consumerism is, like, yeah, the ads and all that stuff. But just it's it's baseless. Yeah, Silly. it was. It was always. It was always a big thing. Like when I was in middle school, like, oh my gosh, I just oh, I like the Super Bowl. Jeez, I was like just stupid football. So it's so dumb. Oh my gosh. I'm just gonna watch it for the commercials, you know. <laughs> which is worse? 
It is way worse. Because you're literally watching something for free. Like, you're just not, not really for free. You're paying to watch commercials. Like, you, so your parents are. But, like, yeah. you know. Uh, it's insanity. The Super Bowl. Last year, I didn't know about the Super Bowl until yeah, Super the Bowl's day coming up. I'm not, the only reason I'm still invested in it is because both of my disciples love football. And yeah. uh, in order to love people, you need to try to love what they love. And it's just a part of life. That's why I keep um, doing this podcast. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Holly G. Willikers. Um, <laughs> and so I'm actively trying to, to love football for their sake. But at the same time, the Kansas City Chiefs are still in the playoff hunt. And I've oh, been wow. saying that the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl since I was six. <laughs> and the fact that it finally might be happening if we win this weekend is, uh, is pretty exciting. As a, It's always good to see your hometown team win the big game yeah you know? it's always it's always exciting to see your hometown multi-million dollar <laughs> franchise go throw a ball around in a stadium built for more people than will go to mass that sunday am i podcasting <laughs> with myself is that is this what's happening this is what <laughs> is this what you feel like all the time this is <laughs> last year i was at the store on super bowl sunday and the guy just in line was making conversation with me. I told you about this. He was like, "Hey, you watching the big? You watching the game tonight?" And I was like, "Oh, what game?" And he was like, "The Super Bowl." And I was like, "You're kidding me!" I was like, "Oh no, wait, it's February. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl." <laughs> Do people? I would have so much more respect for the sports in general if people exclusively referred to all of the games as the big game the big game <laughs> just really lean into that identity you know like ethan you're watching the big game tonight yeah what are you watching oh the orlando magic are playing the brooklyn nets at <laughs> at 3 p.m oh yeah i'll yeah. be there hey you watching the big game yeah it's just an astros versus pirates exhibition game on a thursday night it doesn't matter at all i'm watching minor league korean cricket do you want to come <laughs> watch the big game with me <laughs> oh man yeah what's your hot take my hot take oh geez <clears throat> so this is uh this is just kind of funny this popped up apparently this happened in january of 2015 so um someone posted on my wall my friend's mom uh patrick nevy i said i was gonna make a collage for most likely to be famous i didn't realize i already did and it's a bunch of pictures of me in plays throughout high school oh that's so sweet. when i was in high school um, the, the the January of my, of my senior year, which is now, mm-hmm. which is five years ago now, <laughs> um, I was voted most likely to be famous. Really? <laughs> yeah. With my friend Lily. Yeah. So we were voted, we were both voted most likely to be famous. Uh, now she is traveling with an acapella group all over the country and I do this podcast and that's it. <laughs> I, uh, do you know what I won in high what? school? What I was voted? Most likely to walk away from a job and join Focus. I was voted most likely to trip on stage at graduation, but I was also that's so good. I was also voted uh, uh, best sense of humor. That I get so, that. That makes yeah. sense. Uh, but I nobody nobody knew about my aspirations to become a a middling to low tier Catholic podcaster. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. Nobody, nobody knew, knew about, about my, nobody knew about my desire to start a Catholic career already in decline. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's patreon.com slash the crunch. Ask us to come speak at your event. Buy um, my book. Buy my book. I don't have a book. I don't have a book. <laughs> Read my article. I'm Read my article. Uh, but yeah, so it, the 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 peak the peak pride moment for me in high school was when I was walking down the hall, and I overheard a conversation between two people whom I did not know. Um, they were like, "Who are you gonna vote for most likely to be famous?" And the girl turned like Patrick Nevy, obviously. No, way. and I was like, "That didn't wow. happen." You made no, that it up. did. That's no, it not did. a real story. No, it actually that actually happened. That then you ran up to and her and they said, were also, hi, they were also- I'm Patrick Nevy. Nice to meet you. I overheard your conversation, and I would like to tell you that, I, yes, I will be famous, and you are making the right decision. <laughs> I will. I will. I will start a middle, a middle Catholic, a middle tier of Catholic podcast. They were also cheerleaders, too, which Ooh. makes it sound Ooh. like, which makes it sound like a high school, uh, a high school made up story. It but sounds no, it like a actually. sitcom episode. The reason, the reason why is because um, I was in, I was in a play that year and the plays we would always have like a, a school in school assembly of the play of the musical and mm. everyone would go because you get to miss class and so everyone would see me in my element doing my thing and nice. so I, a lot of people knew me right. that i didn't know yes that's the only reason that's fair 
The only was, reason that I got famous was because of the apathy of teenagers. Welcome. I don't know how I got elected or nominated for best sense of humor because I didn't really make <laughs> jokes with many people outside. Well, of it's because all the popular saw your dance moves. That's true. The popular. Goodness. <laughs> we don't need to bring that up. Wait, maybe maybe rehashing our high school Twitter posts is not a good idea. <laughs> who who would have thought? Who would have thought this is a bad idea? Maybe it's all just a desperate cry for help hidden, <laughs> hidden in our five-year-old tweets. Please, please heal send my us, wounds. Please heal my wounds, and please send us your old tweets so we aren't just talking about our own high school experiences. That's info at thecrunchcast.com, patreon.com slash thecrunch. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Um, Patrick, you you told me the other day that you had a bit of a revelation. Uh, okay. A bit of a a bit of a a bit of a you know something that you a realization, and we're going to talk about it in your favorite segment. Crunch on this. Dang it, I forgot that. I thought you forgot. <laughs> Can you please hit us with that jingle, baby? <sighs> Crunch on that. <laughs> Just it's time to crunch on this. <laughs> I hate that you love that so much. This <laughs> this feels like this feels like in Veggie Tales when <laughs> this feels like in Veggie Tales when Larry has them sing the song and Bob just yeah. like looks straight faced at the camera. Uh-huh. That's me because I am a round red little tomato and yeah. you are a tall buck tooth cucumber. <laughs> So what we have learned applies to applies our, to our, lives, our today. lives today. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's oh good. my god! That's fun for so, me. Is what I like about that part of the show. Is just it's so always <laughs> I always enjoy it. So yesterday, not yesterday, <laughs> two days ago, I wrote a, a sporadic. Sometimes when I'm just sitting in my office and I'm thinking about things, and I'm like, I want to tweet about this, and I mm-hmm. don't tweet about it. I just write a blog post about it. Right. Um, patnevy.blog. Um, of course, <laughs> my my WordPress. I, I I had to pay to get the ads off of WordPress, and it came with a free domain for a year. So patnevy.blog. dot blog. Um, dot dot com. dot com <laughs> forward slash Creed Thoughts. Uh, <laughs> that's from the is office. that an Office reference? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Dang, I laughed before you said Creed Thoughts. So I you, know because <laughs> I you said forward slash. You snuck it in. All right, I'm gonna get the topic in, and then we can riff on it. All right. Um, <laughs> I was sitting there. I was sitting. I was actually on Twitter, and I saw someone talking about. Um, someone was was ragging on Life Teen again, and it was mm. all the same stuff. You know, of we course. we had our Life Teen episode years ago that you know our you know as we as we call our big break, um, <laughs> our Life Teen episode about how like people dog on Life Teen for some reason, and it's always the people that have like never experienced what those organizations do, right? Certainly, yeah. Like the people that, no, nah, I'm not gonna say the people that, but some specifically on the internet. They like to to dog on Steubenville conferences, on Life Teen, and on Focus because they have these big events, and because they reach they reach people all across the nation and some across the world, right? Mm-hmm. And they the not what's the number one criticism of of these organizations? It's too emotional. It's all yeah. based in the feelings. Yes, and I've heard this from everyone from like the trads on Twitter down to like the Lutheran satire guy about praise and worship music right the like lutheran every satire guy That's everyone me. who everyone who's like super super tratty in the brain and is like theology will save the world mm-hmm. they always get really mad at praise and worship music because people are, are have emotions during them and it they connect it with like this quote-unquote feel-good gospel right and so they they overcorrect and they go towards like the fire and brimstone stuff which i think is a bad a bad way to evangelize just I hands agree. down yeah um, but I was doing my middle school, uh, my middle school session and, um, I was up there and I was talking about Matthew five forty eight, which as we all know is be perfect. It's part of the sermon on the Mount mm-hmm. and Jesus goes, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. So he lays out the Beatitudes, which first of all, revolutionary, right? Everyone's like, what the heck? Then he goes into, hey, you aren't cheating on your wife. That's great. But if you've ever been sexually attracted to a woman and desired her, you committed adultery in your heart, and that's a sin. Hey, you've never killed anyone. That's awesome. But have you ever said, 
to your friend that they're a fool or they're an idiot and that you hate them, well, that's pretty much committing murder in your heart. And so Jesus says, like, if you think you're perfect, you're not. If you think you're a good person, you're not. You have to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And so I laid out for my students the natural law, the old law, and the new law. And I kind of I kind of laid it out like this. I was like, natural law is what makes you a good person. Right? Natural law is what everyone knows. Don't kill, don't cheat on your wife, don't do bad things, don't steal, etc. Mm-hmm. The old law makes you a good church person. <laughs> right? It's all the all the all the um ritual cleansings and all of the various like rituals of of Moses, right? But the new law is there to make you a perfect person. Uh. So you can like you can't you can't be you can be a good person and not go to church, right? You can go to church and not be a good person, right? But you can't be a perfect person and not go to church and not be a good person, right? I see. So yes. I lay I, this is this is my this is my boiling down the laws for middle schoolers, and as I as I talked hey, about this, also I, Ethan, and, and I, as I talked about this, I looked across the sea of a hundred middle schoolers that I talked to. We have a hundred middle schoolers at my site, and then we have another site that has another hundred. Wow, <laughs> yeah, it's That's a lot a of work. Um, I saw a bunch of like uncomfortable faces and like mm. really sad countenances. Mm. And so I went to my small group <laughs> and I had to combine with another small group. So I had 20 kids. Right. And I asked them, I was like, do you guys feel perfect? And they all like looked down. <laughs> it was like weird. They usually aren't as emotionally expressive. And I was like, where do you guys feel imperfect? And they're like, I feel imperfect on sports. I feel imperfect in the school. My parents want me to get all A's and I don't, etc." And I was like, my drip okay. isn't tight all the time. Your what? My drip. <laughs> I don't always pass the vibe check. <laughs> my jewel pot oh my is God. out. My jewel pot is out. It's so funny. They bring up TikTok and they show me TikToks all the mm-hmm. time. And I yeah. just let them because like, you sure. know, they're interested in it. I want to know. Yeah. But they showed me my little brother's TikTok the other day. You're ser- like, I as was a- so pissed. I was like, I didn't tell them. Because that it was your brother? Yeah, I didn't tell Is this tell Nick? Him. Yeah. Did Nick have a famous TikTok that I missed? Nick Nick had a famous TikTok. Yep. Which one was it? I'm not going to tell you. No, I'm just okay. kidding. It, it, it's, it, I forget his TikTok. He texted me, but it's not. He texted me, but it's not. Link in the description. Link in okay. the description. For my little brother's TikTok. He did a TikTok about like coming back to school from winter break, and uh-huh. the teacher gives you. I'm like, Nick, you're in college. You don't come back from winter break, and the teacher gives you an essay. Like That's not how college works. That's what it was um, about? Yeah. Anyway. Damn. Sorry. Sorry, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna dunk you. on you for a second. Yeah. Um but yeah, so they I, I asked them, I was like, I was like, what do you do when you feel imperfect? And one of them talked about how they get really down on themselves. And so I gave them a scenario that happens to me all the time, right? I'm like, okay, I mess up. I do something that's perfectly acceptably human. I don't follow through with something, I make a mistake, whatever. And then after that, I think about it for the rest of the day, sometimes even the week, and I keep it keeps coming back to me, and I keep bringing up in my head, and I'm just so down on myself, and I just talk down to myself for the next day, three days a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how many, how many, how many of you guys do that on a regular basis? And they all raise their hand, mm-hmm. every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Not a single kid in that group thought they were perfectly fine where they are they all feel this incessant need to be improved right and so i was thinking about all of these like people who are not engaged in active ministry who are not working with young people day in and day out and they think that all these all these millennials these days all these all these gen z kids on their telephonic devices they just want to feel good all the time and they want free college well (laughs) (laughs) i'm starting to think that the feel good gospel while it does exist i think it's a myth when it comes to minute with youth ministry Mm -hmm. i don't think it exists in youth ministry i think that if i got up in front of all those kids i showed them a kid president video once you remember kid president yeah it was like go out there and be awesome and i turned it off and i looked at them and they all had blank stares and i was like how many of you guys hated that and most of them raised their hand i'm like yeah i kind of did too yeah. Like now that I think about it, yeah. because what is real life like? And they were like, it sucks a little bit. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they know life sucks. And if you went up and told them like, Jesus loves mm. you exactly how you are, which is true. But yeah. if you stop there, they're going to be like, well, I don't love myself exactly where I am. Right. Mm. And so we talked about this in like 2017. Right. We talked about, we? remember the episode where I was like, I don't like myself. Ah. Right. 
A yes. lot of healing has happened between then and now, Absolutely. which is awesome. Like yeah, looking yeah. back, like where Praise I God. was then and now is like really good. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm like kind of disappointed because now I'm looking around at all these kids and they feel exactly the same way as I did. It's not it wasn't just an isolated problem. I mean, the reception that we got from that episode showed that it wasn't that it wasn't an isolated incident. So many people have this problem of not loving themselves. To the point where they can't even feel, they can't even hear a feel-good gospel. They can't even hear the good parts of the actual gospel mm. because they are so down on themselves and they're so like, they just talk down to themselves and beat themselves up. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote a blog post on like what it was, I, it, well, the whole blog post wasn't about that, but the last little part of it was like, what do we do in response? I don't know. You don't know? I mean, I can posit some <laughs> ideas, but <laughs> toss out some toss out some brainstorms. Yeah, throw out some some grenades for you to unpack in your small groups later. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's very clear that the the fire and brimstone, like pick up your cross daily and follow me, like is not necessarily going to get through to people who don't even like themselves. Yeah, who are always It'll really rile up the Exodus ninety crowd. Yeah. <laughs> are always uh, talking down to themselves or always thinking that they're not great um, because it's it, it is it's hard with young people because it's so tied to like the family and it's so tied to the the parents yeah. and by the time they become adults at 25 26 it's so like the heart is so walled in that it's it t- it will take years and years and years barring some supernatural grace that will break through those more quickly but years and years of love and patience and care and tenderness and gentleness yeah. to break through that. <clears throat> and certainly in the midst of that, there are, there are times where you need to be harsh and you need to be um, calling them higher, right? Because if I just in, was investing in someone or was f- just friends with someone and all I ever did was pamper them, then because I knew that they were in a rough place and I knew that they didn't feel too good about themselves, then that wouldn't help the, the person. Yeah. Um, and so that's that's the problem. Like, even if you're not in ministry, if you're just wanting to be friends with people that have this view of themselves, you have to figure out how to find the balance of affirmation and love unconditionally. But also, where can I call this person higher? Where where do yeah. I see the opportunity? Because it's, I mean, what are you talking about? Like the 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 we do the watering um, and the planting, but the father does the growing, right? Like we can yeah. go out to harvest, but if we try to pluck grapes before they're ripe. It's not gonna. It's not gonna go well, and <laughs> sour grapes, baby. Exactly. So you have to know the time to pluck the grape. You have to know the time when to call somebody higher, when to have that harshness. And I think right now it's just like we have this blanket view of we need to always be kind and always be gentle, or we need to always be talking about uh, suffering and sacrifice. Yeah. And neither of the, which are like if you actually read the gospel. <laughs> sorry as more of an Jeez. attack more of an attack that i meant it to be we actually read the gospel jesus does both yeah like pretty much evenly mm-hmm. so and he also knows who to talk to which way when you know mm-hmm. like he talks to the individual differently than he talks to the crowd like he knows yeah. okay the yeah. woman at the well right yeah exactly great he he's like he definitely goes like, I'm going to give you living water, mm-hmm. right? It's Hosea too, right? Like I will draw her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her, right? It's, he does that, but then he goes, go get your husband. And she's like, I don't have one. And he's like, yeah, you're right. You've had five. Whoa. <laughs> he, I, I don't have a, I don't have a husband. He's like, yeah, you have five of them. And which is right after now is he not. says to her, it's like, you, if you drink from me, you'll never thirst again. Like he's promising her all these great and amazing things. And then immediately after that, he's like, Hey, also, by the way, you're freaking, li- you're, you're freaking lying to me right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. And it's, he's so like in tune with her that he know And like he does these, he does these miracle things where he just knows the heart of a person so quickly, but we little feeble humans that we are, yeah. we need time mm. to get to know a person's heart. Right. Mm. And so we need, we need time. And this is why small group ministry is so important. This is why I try not to make like, I try not to make my talks too like pointed, my large group talks to be too pointed or like, or like um, specific because I don't know what every single one of these kids need. Some of these, some of these sixth grade girls that I meet are holier than my eighth grade guys. Fine. We all knew that. That's the least surprising thing you've ever said. Least surprising thing I've ever said. Right. Yeah. Um, And so I can't talk to them the same way. Right. 
and girl and middle school girls struggle with different things than middle school guys do again least surprising thing but when i'm with them in small group i can see which which guy is like shrugging off as a matter of defense mm-hmm. and which guy is shrugging off as a matter of just, he doesn't understand and he's insecure about that i can tell the guys that are invested i can tell the girls that are hurting and want help and i can tell the girls that are hurting and are putting up defenses right like yeah i can when i'm when i'm with them one on not one-on-one but i'm with them in a small group right i can tell these things and i can i can kind of I when with when I'm with middle schoolers, I'll like let the kids in this on the side have like a side conversation while I talk to the other two mm-hmm. that are listening because it's not necessarily about them right now. And if I want everyone to listen, I'll reel them in. But yeah, so it's like you got You got to have time. You got to take time to like listen and learn from someone. Learn about someone's heart because if you and then this is what I wanted to say, <laughs> and I sort of went on the tangent. Um, if you speak fire and brimstone to someone who is hurting and already feels that about themselves, you're just wasting your time. Yeah. If, and then if you preach the, if you preach the feel good gospel again, they can't hear it. You're wasting your time. But then if you preach fire and brimstone, they're not going to start. They're not going to move away from it. They're, they're just going to feel numb. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of not, instead of feeling bad, they're just going to move to feeling nothing. And that's worse. It's so much harder to pull someone who feels nothing out of that nothingness mm-hmm. right uh, numbness is like a sign of depression right like feeling yeah. numb having that armor and that's that's something that kids that kids struggle with more than they ever have you know which is why i think that young people <laughs> i should say because yeah you know <coughs> yeah college students deal with this too yeah but the counseling center at franciscan was booked all oh, the time absolutely all the time yeah, yeah. The, the phrase feel good gospel is like derogatory. And you said your contention is that it doesn't exist. I think aspects, well, it exists, aspects of that exist, right? Like yeah. who the gospel, what is the core of the gospel or its relationship with Jesus? And if you, if your whole argument against that is like your relationship with Jesus shouldn't be enjoyable. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, like Jesus does say, you know, pick up your cross every day and follow me. Like he does not make yeah. too here. He doesn't lie or, or lead us to believe that it's going to be less. Um, it's going to be easy, right? He doesn't ever say yeah. that it's not going to involve suffering. Uh, very clear about that. You have to follow him to the cross and that's, that's it. But he also promises light and refreshment and yeah. uh, a yoke that is easy and a, and, and a burden that isn't heavy and, uh, love and happiness and peace and joy and confidence and boldness. Like he promises a lot of things that are good and should make us feel good. Yeah. And who, like, if you really have a relationship with Jesus and you are always stern and you're always upset and you, and you never feel <laughs> good, like the, the terms are really hard because I know that it's not about feelings right feelings don't dictate my relationship with jesus but feelings are a part of the human person <laughs> yes and jesus yeah. became human and like, well, i was talking to a priest about this the other day our, our chaplain he was like yeah i ever since becoming a priest i before i was not very emotional person like he was an engineering student very straightforward yeah. very mental but it's like in my five years of priesthood i becoming i've become much more emotional i'm like that makes a lot of sense because you've been conformed to christ and christ experienced every human emotion yeah and that's what he's invited you into as a priest. So that like makes a lot of sense. Like our emotions are good because they point us towards things that are true about what it means to be human. It's our response to the emotions that sometimes can be bad, bad. and confusing. Yeah. But if you don't experience joy in your relationship with Jesus yet, yet is yet, it good? Yeah. Um, that's okay. But it's not like the. That's not. We shouldn't just throw our hands up and say, "Well, this is it. I guess, well, I guess my life joy, is suffering." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm gonna enter my 30 years of darkness like Mother Teresa. Like, calm down, dude. You probably, you probably, <laughs> just, need to, you probably just need to stop watching pornography. Like, that's really cool. what the. Oh, go, oh boy. I'm. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? Well, I yes, mean, that's sure that's, that's so tied in with all people, this yeah. stuff. Yeah, is that like? Yeah. No wonder they feel so bad. It's because they watch porn every freaking day. And they're and isolated. Yeah. They're isolated. All they see is that stuff and social media and YouTube videos about people who are way richer, way more attractive, and having way more fun than they're having. So yeah. why on earth would they be happy? Because they don't have anything in their minds, right? They don't have anything. Yeah. Because there's no. Uh, this is why I'm so. 
yes, knowing the human heart is so important, but you can't know the human heart unless you have friendship. And you can't have whoever friendship. Invented, whoever invented daily vlogging <laughs> is just like literally it's literally the, a human day mm-hmm. all the boring parts skipped over and intentionally made to look more fun than it is that's like classic social media that's like classic manipulation it is you know absolutely um just to finish what i was saying oh yes i'm so sorry it's totally fine uh, i was just on a roll and i don't remember where i was but you were talking about you need um, to know the human heart oh, yeah. in order to love people who are experiencing this what you're talking about in order to know the human heart, you have to have friendship. In order to have friendship, you have to no longer put yourself at the center of your own universe. Ooh, yeah. And when you are only looking for, okay, well, how are my needs going to be met? How are my needs going to be fulfilled? Where are my wants? Where are my desires? Can I get this? Can I get that? Can I do this? Can I do that? Does this person make me feel this way? Or, you know, what's the deal? Yeah. Um, when you stop being self-centered and you actually put Jesus at the center of your life, intentionally and you like make that a prayer you say jesus i want you to be the center of my life i no longer would like to be the center of my own life please give me the grace to do this and you start looking for opportunities to encounter christ and other people you start having casual conversations with people that you don't know automatically are going to like you and be friends with you yeah you start to encounter you start to learn more about the human heart you start to learn more about what it means to invite people into your life Mm -hmm. and into a life with christ and this is the problem with talk all the, to strangers. Yes, talk to strangers, but like talk to the people that like are your friends, but you don't know their heart. You know, talk to the people that like you see on a daily basis, but you don't know their heart. I'm not saying you have yeah. to like stop this the barista at your favorite coffee shop and be like, "How's your heart?" It's not what I mean. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you should just be walking up to random people and you know dedicating your whole time unless you're called to that, but. <laughs> the the thing that we so often see from the people who are anti-life teen, anti the feel good gospel, it's it's all self-centered, right? Like yeah. the church needs to be this way so that I can experience the faith in the way that I desire to experience it. And it might be that they want to make changes that are good, right? I wish life team changed so that they focus more on liturgy or tradition or whatever. And those things are all good in and of themselves. Yeah. But it's not about you. It's not about <laughs> what you your preferences are. Yeah. You you have not taken the time to get to know the hearts of the people in this ministry or that ministry. And so to say that this is what this needs based on your own personal preferences is wrong. <laughs> it's incorrect. It's incorrect. And until – so you can, you might know in your own frame, in your own parish, in your own sphere, if you know the hearts of the people that are being ministered to and you know what their hearts need because you've mm-hmm. built friendships, not because you've read Pope Pius Twelfth right or some other book that has informed whichever one of the piouses yeah it doesn't matter because you've built friendship with these people and you know what they need then you can work together as a community to get that even if you've written a book on evangelization it doesn't it it doesn't matter and i'm sorry to bring in this twitter debate from a few days ago but i think it's tied to this in a lot of ways yeah um because these are the people that are criticizing the work that you're doing and would would argue with you that like getting to know the hearts of your teens is a waste of your time. Just give them reverent traditional liturgy and let them figure it out. Which oh my is, gosh. which I'm is thinking crap. About, I'm thinking about doing that right now. I'm like thinking about what that would, how that would go and it would go horribly wrong. Yes. It would just be a waste of my time. Like trying, trying to enact liturgical change just to like have, Okay. When or even I, preaching a, style change, like whatever yeah, it might be. Sure. Yeah. Like the, here's the thing. Like if I if I sit my kids down, Father Anthony is a low key trad. We all know this. <laughs> we all know. People this. on Twitter might not, but I mean, when he when when we do when we do adoration, he always sets up like the incense. We mm-hmm. do the we do the um, O Salutaris and O Tant, in Tantumergo in mm-hmm. Latin. We do all of that stuff. Yep. And when I look at my kids, they have blank faces. Because even when the tradition is shown to them, they don't know how to they don't know how to decipher it unless we tell them. Mm-hmm. So just making and they're not going to listen to you unless you know them and they know you and they trust you. Yeah, exactly. And so you might you might have gone to mass when you were younger and or like or now and you go to mass and you're like, wow, this is like super macho man because it's TLM. And you might feel that, but that might not be the feeling of everyone else. This just comes back to what I was saying earlier. People. People want ever not everyone, but when people come to the church, right? Yeah, they they so and so came to Catholicism on their own, right? They they were devoted to Christ before they hit high school, and so they came to Life Teen, and it was lower than they needed it to be. Mm-hmm. 
or whatever. They came yeah. to college. They were devoted to Christ. Focus wasn't what they needed, yeah. right? Fine. Sure. But not everyone comes to the church the same way you do. Most people don't come to the church that Literally way Literally no all. one comes to the church the same way you do. Yes. No one can. Everyone comes to the church. There are many. All roads lead to Rome, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, so that that's kind of, that's kind of the point is like just because someone was so someone was converted by the liturgy. I have a friend who came to Catholicism because he went to daily mass with a friend, right? Yeah. He just kept going. He was like, "Wow, I really love this." And it wasn't a big fancy smells and bells mass. It was a very basic suburban parish uh weekend weekday mass. Yeah. And he was converted by it because mm-hmm. Jesus is there. Cuz Jesus That's what can, matters. Cuz this this is one thing this I don't know I don't know how much longer we'll spend on this, but this is the one thing, right? It is not You've up, got that one thing. It's not up to you <laughs> or I to facilitate a change in behavior in any of our the people that we minister to. Yeah. Because we would like to see a change in behavior that would make us feel good about our ministry. If, oh, this person's coming to pray every day, this person's coming to mass every day, this person is saying the right things, reading scripture at the right times. Um, kneeling the right way, praying the right way, I can see this change in behavior, which means I've succeeded. I can point at it. And because that's what we want to see, we can try to, we can convince ourselves that we are in control of that person's behavior. And if I just say this, or if I just do this, then they will change their behavior. It's a very insidious method of doing ministry. Because it's yeah. it's not it is it is a lack of trust in the power of Christ. It's manipulative. Um, it's manipulative. Yeah, and you can do it with the best of intentions. Yeah, and so what is required for everyone in ministry is to take the people that you want to change, right? Because we want them to change because we want them to know Jesus. And we want them to love Him with their whole life, and so mm-hmm. there are certain things that we would like them to do that we we know helps build a relationship with Christ, right? Yeah. So instead of trying to just force those things to happen, to convince those people to change and to try to stress ourselves out that if like, oh, if I say this or if I do this, then they'll do this. We have to just get on our knees in front of the Eucharist and say, Jesus, I give you this person. Jesus, I give you this person. Jesus, I give you this person. Right. And go through if it has if you have to go through 100 teens, you have to go through 100 teens. If you if it's five people in a small group that you lead at your house then you go through those five people. And you, I don't know how often you need to make this prayer, but for me, I have to make it every single day of, I don't want to control this. I can't do it. Mm. Like, I mm. I can't, literally, physically cannot do it. Um, so every time I've tried to do it, it's gone worse. It's caused me to sin. It's caused other people to have bad experiences with the church. So Jesus, please just take them away from me. Like, do, I don't yeah. even want the responsibility. Like, <laughs> just... I give them to you and I pray for them every single day for them to receive the grace that Jesus is offering them. But I understand that like, it's not because of my prayer that they will transform is because Jesus is going to do it, right? He's going to desire it. And that you do the same, you approach Mary in the same way and like beg for the graces for these people. You approach Jesus in this way and you beg for the graces for these people because he wants us to pray honestly and faithfully and truly Mm-hmm. for people not for institutional change <laughs> you know because yeah. it's like while that might be necessary and while it might be good if we just pray for oh man i wish the church was more traditional like jesus make the church more traditional make this ch- make this life team more uh, uh applicable it's like no i pray that bishop x has a conversion to the heart of jesus christ mm-hmm. i pray that priest x has a true understanding of what it means to participate in the priest priesthood of Jesus. I pray that Patrick Nevy, my youth minister, the youth minister that I know, truly loves Jesus and lets the overflow spill out onto his teens, and he doesn't yeah. try to give it from himself. Pray for people, not yeah. for this general sense of institution. Um, because if you if you get the right people on the bus, you're going to go the the right way. It doesn't matter what the outside of the bus looks like. Yeah. Anyway, I sorry, that was just a whole I lot, mean, but. you're so right, because all things are passing away. Yes. You, me, my youth group, and the traditional Latin Mass. <clears throat> all things are passing away. And no, for the person who just shouted in their car, but the Mass is eternal, you're right, but the TLM is not. Mm-hmm. The liturgy is not. It's absolutely true that the Mass is eternal, That hev- but no, heaven is the Mass. Heaven is the Mass. Right? It's, and I know there was one. 
and you're laughing to yourself now. You're like, oh, Patrick got me so good. Boom. Uh, boom. <laughs> no, but so um, the conversations that have happened in like life teen youth ministry circles about are we making this about us? The conversations about celebrity worship that happen all the time. Mm-hmm. The conversations about um, call to personality youth ministers that happens all the time. These things aren't crises because people are talking about them. So um, this, this is a good thing, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, the life teen leadership understands, especially at Focus Leadership too, and I'm, I'm yeah. just saying that yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Know, we know the life teen leadership better. I like, know the focus I mean, leadership better than the life team. It doesn't matter. Oh, you do? Get, oh, yeah, okay. I, I mean, I work yeah. in focus. You should know. But yeah, so like all the, all the stories that Joel tells about how like when he was a young youth minister versus now and how he approached things now, like I have nothing but faith in how they're leading that organization towards Christ because mm-hmm. they're talking about how, okay, what tends, what can happen is people just get caught up in the youth group. And they do all the things, like you said, behavioral change, right? They get used to behavioral change and then they leave, mm-hmm. right? And then they don't come back, right? Yep. Um, so we know that a behavioral change isn't what isn't what changes people's hearts. No. So why do we think a liturgical behavioral change will work better? <gasps> they, those conversations aren't being had. Yeah. At least I don't hear them w- among my friends who are very, very TLM. And I love the TLM yes. guys. Like, I love tradition i love latin i love worshiping as the church has worshiped for centuries remember that review we got where they were like i don't like how they dunk on focus in the tlm i was like we dunk on neither of those, those things, things. <laughs> we love both of them father anthony once said that uh he said the reason i correct you so much is because i love you so <laughs> to the to the trads <laughs> the reason i the reason you need correction is because yeah. i love you so i um you're right like it's not just it's not and it's yeah. not even just the liturgy it's the the preaching style or the focus of the youth group that you're in or Mm -hmm. the like it's all of those things that people are like ah if this changed then they would know jesus and it's true that those things are tradition of the church and the tradition of the church is beautiful Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of those things aren't sacred tradition of the church like there's a difference between tradition and sacred tradition a lot of the things that people a lot of things that people get up in arms about are, are small t tradition and that's okay to love those things and it's they're there for a reason but again if you focus on behavioral change you're making behavioral christians and there were a lot of behavioral christians before the council and that's what happened a lot of bad things happened when we only had behavioral christians so please don't make us do this again please don't make there be a vatican three or a world war three all of the threes are gone except for patrick nevy the third wow <laughs> i mm. <laughs> can't follow I don't that. have anything else to I add. I can't follow that. It's done. It's over. We did it. Oh, man. I don't want to do Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner anymore. Really? Can we do it next week? We're pushing it off to another week. We're pushing it off to oh, a show man. where I don't have to go in depth into my prayer before the Lord about my ministry. Um, that's what happens when we podcast after I come back from spiritual direction. That's what happens when we podcast. If you just put it, I knew we, would, we wouldn't have this conversation yesterday because I just was like, Something about this is wrong. Today, you had that, that that feeling. Today was it. Today was it. Was it. it. Yeah, it was good. Let's do. Let's do. Uh, what's what was the title of our life teen episode? Uh, life teen is cracking open cracking a life, a life teen, teen with, with the, the boys. boys. Just do, let's do cracking open another life teen with the boys. Cracking that'll up. get us. Well, some what's views. the well? What's the meme now? Because then it was like cracking open a cold one with the boys. But like, what's the boy? Is there a meme about the boys now that's going around? Um, storming life teen with the boys. It's Area fifty one. Um, Starting <laughs> up World War three with the life teen boys. With life teen boys. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> baby voting, Yoda voting for Bernie with the Life Teen boys. Baby Yoda goes to Life Teen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm probably gonna name it like, uh, uh, Mis Pelotas es muy pequeño. Please don't. <laughs> you told me you would pay me money. I will not. Okay. Well, that's Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch. TheCrunch. Patreon.com/slash/TheCrunch. We'll see what we can do, but. <sighs> well, we uh, yeah, we're on Patreon. Um, we had like fifty people. No, fifty dollars. How much did we lose? We lost like ten patrons. That's the problem. I, so okay, I don't really care much about the little number that we get. That's like hidden from view. It doesn't really matter how much money we make. It's yeah. more about the community. So a bunch of people had to drop, which I get it. It's fine. This little exit survey. So most of it was like my financial situation changed. Sure. 
There was like one person who was like, I don't like the rebrand, which is fine. That's fine. I'm not mad. I'm, you're um, upset. But yeah, so the Facebook community is really good, and I think it's improved a lot since when it started. Sure. Um, yeah, so the Facebook community is the best part about being on Patreon. You get a bunch of stuff that we do early. How like much? Just talking about things. Yeah. How much is uh is it to be? On, I think it's three dollars. Three dollars a month. month. Dang. Yeah. Super easy. You're uh you're helping Patrick more so than helping me. Here's what you do. Take that five ninety. Tell take that four ninety nine that you're paying to Spotify student. Tell your mom to get Spotify family. Ooh. So you don't have to pay for Spotify premium anymore, and then give us that five dollars a month. Well, somebody still has to pay for Spotify premium. It's just your well, mom. Your, your parents. Your parents. It's yeah. your parents. This is this is not a pro shoving expenses off to your parents podcast. Shout out my mom for paying for Disney Plus. Um, I was gonna buy it, and then that day, and then she texted me, "Hey, we got Disney Plus. Here's the password." Shout out to my parents for buying Disney Plus. I would like the the username and password, please, if you have time to uh, send it to me. I forgot to get that when I was still home, and I would like to watch Remember the Titans. Uh, now that you've said that, my mom will text you the password. <laughs> Father Anthony so. tweeted about it, and she was like, "Give Father Anthony our." Oh, uh, that's the nicest thing. Isn't that so sweet? He peace, just wanted to watch the Mandalorian. Peace, love Della. Um, all right, I don't have anything else to say. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, stop the trads, twenty twenty. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna say something about the orange mystique. Ah, oh, dang it! I even wrote that down to say something about. All right, here oh, we go. <clears throat> Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? In the end, the only thing that will save the church is the orange mystique. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. <laughs>